This is Verve, the style podcast, your only source for everything fashion on the internet. We're your hosts. I'm Katie Gassman. And I'm Anna Grace Averett. With a combined 10 years of experience in e-commerce fashion, from buying and styling to visual merchandising and content creation, Katie and I know firsthand how the internet is reshaping the fashion industry. We sit down with your favorite creators and the next wave of innovators to discuss how they're pushing fashion forward and break down five of their favorite fits. On our solo episodes, we get into the latest fashion news, runway shows, internet trends, pop culture. It's basically like going to happy hour with your fashion besties. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and follow along on TikTok and Instagram to see what we're wearing. I'm at Katie Gassman, two S's, two N's. And I'm at Anna Grace Averett. That's A-V as in Valentino, E-R-E-T-T. So sit back with your mandatory three beverages and enjoy the show. Welcome to Verve. Here are the five things you need to know that happened in fashion this week. Kate Moss was named the creative director of Diet Coke. Gucci introduces a pet line complete with an $800 coat, a $1,700 food bowl, and a $7,500 pet couch. Dior is releasing their capsule Cactus Jack collaboration with Travis Scott on July 13th. Postponed from the original January release date following the tragedy that Travis's festival Astroworld, which killed eight people and injured hundreds back in November of 2021. Fall 22 Couture Week kicks off with brands like Dior, Chanel, and Scaparelli. And Skims released their latest campaign for the Metallic Swim Collection, featuring Kim K with blonde feathered hair and frosty blue eyeshadow. We also saw behind-the-scenes photos of Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling in matching neon rollerblading outfits for the upcoming Barbie film, which leads us to the question, are the 80s coming back in full force? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Verve. This week, we're going to be covering one of my personal favorite designers, and we've seen a lot of talk about this show in particular all over TikTok. People are criticizing that the show is not quote-unquote pretty. Yes. To be specific, we're talking about the Marc Jacobs show, Fall Winter 22. Mm -hmm, Correct. Off schedule. Yes. So Marc abandoned the typical show schedule, so... Had he shown his Fall Winter 22 show when Fashion Week happened, that would have been shown back in February. Yeah. But he's taking a note from some other designers like Jacques Mousse, who's also operating on the same schedule of showing a season basically right before that season's about to happen rather than six months prior. I think this is going to be something that we see happen more frequently in the coming months. Perhaps designers are trying to get more attention. Perhaps they are tired of being constrained to the classic schedule. There are a multitude of reasons someone might choose to go off schedule. In particular, though, um, we're, should we just refer to him as Mark throughout this episode? Yeah. We're, we're on a first name basis, right? Absolutely. So Mark decided that this show would happen on a Tuesday evening while most of the fashion world was out and about in Europe observing the menswear shows, which I found interesting. Yeah, there seemed to be a large overlap in menswear shows. Couture shows just started, as mm-hmm. you heard in our headlines. And then a few designers who were showing off-season, again, Jacques Mousse and Marc being the two biggest ones. Right. So it's it's kind of interesting, but I feel like part of the conversation that I have like written out for this podcast is about how 
runway shows are changing in general of like what their purpose was. Yeah. Because the traditional show schedule was created in order for designers to present their collections to buyers and the buyers would need to see that, you know, six to eight months in advance to prepare for the upcoming season, which Mm -hmm. is why you would see the spring summer shows in September and you would see the fall winter shows in February. Whereas now it seems like runway shows are filling a different sort of need and fashion that's more media based rather Mm. than retail based yeah i mean if you think about it the retail calendar has shrunk so dramatically compared to the past because production so much quicker Production production is so much quicker shipping is so much quicker trends are moving so much faster people are not preparing their wardrobes I mean that doesn't apply to us but (laughs) (laughs) people are preparing their not preparing their wardrobes rather in the same fashion that they have historically so it makes sense that what we're using runway for would need to adapt to current times so I was listening to who what where with Hillary Kerr and she was interviewing designer tycoon and he was talking about how his business has relooked at how they're using runways because it no longer provides again that retail value so really Mm -hmm. it is just for publicity and media and that these brands that are owned by the luxury conglomerate groups like lvmh and caring are the two big ones Mm -hmm. they have all the money behind these brands to put on these spectacular events that more generate you know social media interest and just media coverage that that is really the purpose of why they're putting on these shows where smaller designers like tycoon like they put so much time and energy and money into the shows and they don't really reap as much reward to it as they could by just focusing on what they're presenting to their consumer. So are you saying that the the smaller designer benefits more from conforming to the old cycle or the new? The new, but some people are opting to opt out of runway shows entirely mm, which Mark is Jacobs a whole is, other thing right yeah Mark Jacobs is owned by LVMH so he's an example of they have all the money and resources to do it but this collection in particular is only for sale at Bergdorf Goodman's mm-hmm. which is one of the luxury retailers that only had the flagship store in New York so this collection for him is not a money revenue generator right he's getting money from his two other more affordable lines i say that quotation marks you know that <laughs> varies but yeah. like the mark jacobs which is where you'll see like the tote bag the snapshot mm-hmm. bag he's done a lot of like sweatshirts recently and that's going to range anywhere from like you know starting at like 100 up to maybe like 700 in price mm-hmm. and then we've seen his more gen z focused line which is heaven so those are the two lines that are making him money so this show is more about the media coverage and Mark being able to express his creative freedom than it is about making money for the brand. I think that's what Mark Jacobs, the brand versus the Mark Jacobs versus Mark Jacobs heaven is mm-hmm. going to just turn into. Are people going to maybe start having these really, um, heady, like creative artistic expressions of a brand and then have these lower level money generating brands. Yeah. And you see people too using these shows as, just an opportunity to like I guess introduce the world to the brand and the brand Mm -hmm. story like at Rick Owens you had these like flaming balls of fire like yeah I remember that more than I remember anything in the collection right and then Jacques Moose he is also known for his beautiful collections that are just shown in these like beautiful parts of the earth all over like we had Lace Splash in Hawaii he just had a recent one I forget where it was but like just spectacular images but like 
his brand is really about these photos in these spectacular places. Mm-hmm. And you remember like the photos of like the pink runway in the flower field. Right. Again, more than you remember the pieces in the collection. Right. It's a collective experience versus just like focusing on what the shirt is. Perhaps these brands are going to become some kind of in between sitting in between like where couture is and where your accessible ready to wear is this is going to become like this new genre of, mm-hmm. of a brand that's somehow this artistic creative expression that's making statements in regular clothing versus you know like couture which is so like truly a piece of art and couture is regulated right like you're also supposed that. to be in France, Ocator has very strict regulations mm-hmm. on what can be considered that by like the French standard. So I don't think uh, an American designer out of New York like Mark, right. he could not present a couture collection. He has in the past because he was working for Louis Vuitton. Who's but a- it's a whole like rigmarole. It's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's a really interesting point that like there's just a new kind of it's more like a fashion story that's being told than a line that's Mm -hmm. being presented to buyers or consumers. And we will be continuing to report on that because we love that shit. Yeah. And it's fashion as art. Right. Exactly. So let's actually talk about the show now um, that we've gotten all of our, uh, what it what 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 did we just do? <laughs> um, we just broke down the fashion industry and how it's right. changing over the past sixty years. And, and those anyway. are our thoughts. <laughs> so the entire show, like you said, was forty two looks, which is cut down from, and that's one of our biggest critiques often of shows is that there are far too many looks. Yeah, his twenty twenty fall winter show had eighty nine looks versus this year had forty two, and they only showed for nine minutes total, which is extremely fast. Like they're just pumping through it's Mm -hmm. a whole 10 minute experience for all of the effort that goes into it um but the show was very streamlined it took place in the new york public library which is the same place that he showed fall winter 21 and it didn't seem like there was a lot of like set design necessarily involved no i don't think so i think they were just using the space Mm -hmm. and focusing on the clothes like like in the aesthetics obviously rick owens some other designers choose to make a big spectacle that was not the purpose of this Mm mm-hmm So let's talk about the looks in the show. Yeah. Personally, I found it really impressive how this show included so many concepts, materials, ideas, and still felt cohesive and impactful and not disjointed. Um, There were things like foil and glass, paper, plastic, rubber, vinyl, knits. The list goes on. Like it was an endless list of materials that were used here. We also had really intense head situations going on some micro bangs you're gonna need to see the photos of this on our instagram because it's just hard to explain otherwise like the models had like shaved side of their heads these really tiny micro bangs and like long mullet hair in the Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. very intense like blade runner situation this brings us back to what people on tiktok were critiquing or taking issue with was this was not necessarily a traditionally pretty show it was very much art right which is what we've been talking about there were lots of ugly styling choices um lots of things that were not necessarily wearable but that was the point um mark like because we're on a first name basis we decided (laughs) (laughs) um in his collection notes um he quoted Nietzsche the German philosopher multiple times um with we share our choices in contrast to the ongoing brutality and ugliness of a world beyond our insulated but not impermeable walls 
this collection really felt like an act of defiance or something that is standing in opposition to everything that's happening in the world with all of the colors that he used and all of the shapes and this beauty in contrast with ugly. It was a really poignant, um, like finding light in and beauty and dark times type of statement. Yes, there was a lot of like high lows I saw too, where we had these oversized knits, we had sweats that were like mm-hmm. tied around the waist, but paired with these typical like evening wear with these big bustles in the back. We have opera length gloves. Even he showed like two looks at the beginning that were basically scrubs, like hospital yes. scrubs. Yes. So it, it's, but I think the beauty of this collection is that you're hearing all of what we're saying or you're like, how can that be cohesive or be a full story? But if you looked at it, it was just done really well. That's that the art. That's flowed the together. Right, exactly. And I think the color story was one of my favorite moments. I feel like fashion as a consumer, when you're going out into stores these days, like it's very muted. It's mm-hmm. very earth tones. It's very like a washed out pastel. We have been seeing like full flesh monochromatic looks on the runways, but those have been really intense, like cerulean blues, canary mm-hmm. yellows like very vibrant and I feel like this show he took a kind of a middle ground approach and we saw some softer colors like a lilac a seafoam green a mint green flamingo pink ocean blues and it feels like bright yet refined Mm -hmm. and it also is reminding me of like those are the colors of like the skinny jeans that you would have worn in 2012. I do not need to remember those. Like they do not need to be reintroduced into my memory. I think that your point though about the muted tones that are out in the market right now are in such stark contrast with everything that we're seeing on the runway. I'm having a hard time. Like personally, I'm a bright, I'm a, I'm a high contrast girly. Like Mm -hmm. I love, um, that's my winter color palette coming through, but it's tough out there. Like you it have really to thrift is. for it. You have to be on the hunt for something. And then if you find something, it's like a neon. It's so bright that it's not really what you're trying it's to do. It's not wearable on exactly. a daily basis. So this, this was a really nice collection that married the two concepts of I, color. Yeah. I even saw Elvis this past weekend and to see the outfits that Priscilla Presley wore and like the colors yeah, she's of like, an icon. Yeah, she is an icon of like the sixties. It was like, just again, similar to these colors, they were bright, they were punchy, but they were not overbearing. Mm-hmm. And I have the same problem. I've been looking to add color into my wardrobe because mm-hmm. I feel like I've really been focusing on getting my basics down. And now I'm like, things are looking a little bland, but I go out to shop and I'm just like, everything is earthy and muted. Mm-hmm. And I'm now calling myself a spring, whether that's <laughs> confirmed or not. But that's what we're rolling with. That's what we're rolling with. And so I'm more of like these, literally those colors that he showed in the show. is like what I would like to be wearing. Mm-hmm. You can't find it. No, it's so difficult. So then you have to thrift for it and then it's a whole whole thing it's it's tough let's talk about some of the trends that we saw in the show we have some continuing ones like dresses over pants bikini tops as tops corsets platform shoes gloves oversized bags monochromatic moments Mm -hmm. but we also had some new trends uh socks with heels i've been seeing people intentionally wearing socks as like an accessory Mm -hmm. i feel like it's really coming up Mm -hmm. also these head scarves but I feel like headscarves have been popular for the past, you know, few years now. But they this always is come like, back in summer. Yeah. It's like a different version of it because it's like the triangle headscarf with the tail like sticking 
straight out like on purpose it looked like an alien head I loved it I thought it was different mm-hmm. I really liked the shape it created but it looked like an alien head <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was probably part of the point yeah. but it also reminded me in and just like that when Carrie's trying to hide the fact uh, that she's smoking a cigarette and she's yes. like has it tied around her head with her little rubber gloves on So those were some of the trends that we noticed and I'm imagining that we will continue to see those pop off since they are pretty in line with some of the other um, trends that we've been seeing for a little while that we've covered before. Um, I thought the corset was going to die out. I know we've, we've been saying that the corset was going to die out from like last, last summer. Like it feels like it's been shown for several seasons now. (sighs) Yeah. But it fits right in with kind of that Victorian thing that we've been talking about for Mm -hmm. a while. People are talking about this show is, um, reigniting interest in the bustle, um, like Mm -hmm. big volume in the back. So maybe that'll continue to hang around with, um, the corset rather will continue to hang around if that's going to start being a new thing that we're seeing. It's maybe some other like Victorian influences will mm-hmm. start to come into play. Mm-hmm. TBD, TBD. Did you have any other final thoughts on the show? Um, because one of the things also that we've been alluding to was this discourse that's happening on TikTok and the way that people are perceiving this show um, based on their interpretation of the brand uh, with heaven as a brand. Um and that brand in particular is super intertwined with this weird girl, weird girl <laughs> aesthetic that we've also been seeing everybody be talking about. I feel like this show could fit right in with that. I didn't understand why people were not able to connect the two. I guess if some people who are fans of Marc Jacobs' Heaven don't know his history or the brand's history well, or... You're, right, if you're a Gen Z like, and you're a true... like middle of the road Gen Z you're like 18 years old yeah unless you've gone out of your way to research it like 1992 like OG Marks Jacob is, is so out of your realm of understanding they probably don't know who Perry Ellis is right they probably don't know that Mark Jacobs was the creative director at Louis Vuitton for like a very long time and that he's the reason why we have these multicolored bags like I feel like you're lacking some of the context of and, like, Heaven by Marc Jacobs is very new. What It was introduced very. in, like, 2020, 2021? Yeah. One of those two years? Like, less than two years. I mean, I think it was a genius strategic business move. I think it's really in line with the Marc Jacobs brand, especially the heritage of the brand. Definitely. Um, do you want to hop into his grunge moment? Yeah, let's talk about it. Since we're kind of talking shit about everybody who doesn't know, here's a little history lesson for you. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of the, that is the backstory. In 1992, Mark Jacobs was designing for Perry Ellis, like you just said, and released a historic collection in spring, summer 93 that changed the trajectory of fashion forever. It's where grunge was born. Um, this show had tons of people that you're definitely rec- going to recognize Kate Moss, Tyra Banks, like massive names. Um, but never before had like t-shirts, flannels, little button up dresses graced the runway. Like mm-hmm. it was a massive moment that, um, people did not react well to. I'm reading the new Anna Wintour biography right mm-hmm. now. And did they, she talk about it? Yeah. In the book, they talk about when the grunge moment came around in the nineties and Anna Wintour did not get the purpose of like fashion being like ugly, essentially what right. we're talking about now. And there's like a shoot, I think that Grace Coddington did with like the little flannel dresses and the little slip dresses and this like 
probably English countryside field mm. kind of moment. And mm-hmm. Anna's, was, she like went forward with it and was like, yeah, we can put this out. But she wasn't like 100% for <laughs> it. But I just thought it was funny because that really just ties into what people's perception of that is today. But I will say like, this has been a core inspiration of my style. Like absolutely. Since I was really young, since a teenager, like flannels, t-shirt, little button up dresses. I have one in my outfits this week. Grunge like, is a massive influence on my style. I think Pers- yeah. like it's, it, it really began the bottom up understanding of fashion. I think in a high fashion sense, everyone has always been doing what they want to do. And there's lots of like grassroots fashion movements in the sixties and the seventies and all of that kind of stuff, but not on the runway. Like Mm -hmm. not, it didn't take off and sit on the runway, become high fashion until the nineties when this whole movement happened. Thanks to Nirvana in Seattle. Right. Just to shout out the origins of it. But that's really where it came from. That Marc Jacobs took it, elevated it, put mm-hmm. it on the runway. And I feel like that's spoken to, again, part of his style identity for a long time. There's a really good podcast episode that Vogue put, or what is that podcast that you said that you didn't really care for? Um, but I was. Um, like Vogue in the 90s. Back in history or something. What's it called? Hang on. Guys, we started a fashion podcast because I hated all the other ones that were out there. Exactly. <laughs> there wasn't anything that was like really catching our interest. Vogue. Yeah. Vogue in the 90s. It's now called Vogue, In Vogue the 2000s because they've like moved on to a new decade. But mm-hmm. if you Google that, then you can just scroll back and find it. They did a whole episode on the early 90s grunge movement. And that one was um, was really good. Really informative if this is something that's uh, piquing your interest. So that really ties into, I think, the roots of heaven. Yeah. But updated in this weird girl aesthetic light. Yes. yes. Which, honestly, I'm not a big fan of. It's just not my style. Right. Uh, I feel like there is a little bit of dressing for the internet involved in that. There are some people who I think genuinely like it and Mm -hmm. like that's their vibe. And I know people like that. Yeah. But I feel like the majority and the fact that this is like, a quote-unquote growing trend is a little bit because it's like the cool thing to do well it's hard to say when this is an aesthetic that falls in line after so many other aesthetics people with tiktok with the trend cycle accelerating at this super rapid pace people don't really have time to sit down and think like, what do I enjoy wearing when you're always just chasing after the next thing? Like fairy core, grunge core, mall goth, like all of these super niche micro aesthetics. Mm-hmm. This is just another one of those that is going to continue to blow up. It fits right in with the maximalism trend, quote unquote, or like the dopamine dressing, quote unquote, thing that's going on right now you can't just throw on a singular dress and like be a part of the aesthetic like you have to have like the hair the glasses the shoes and there's like 17 layers like you can't just wear a shirt you have to wear three shirts exactly exactly (laughs) there's a lot happening um but it's also not a new trend like this is something that has been around again the 20-year trend cycle this is a an aesthetic that really draws inspiration from Harajuku fashion and the fruits magazine, the street style magazine in Japan in the late nineties and early two thousands. Japanese fashion is really good at the aesthetic thing. I was just going to say, I know that is one of your like, yes, inspiration points in fashion. And like when you really learn to love it, but it, Mm -hmm. it is cool because what, like we're criticizing people for hopping on aesthetics here the Japanese have been doing it for a really long time. Yes. I just remember like 
on Tumblr and on these like Japanese street style websites when I was like 16, 17 years old and they were all in Japanese and then you would hit like translate and Mm -hmm. it would all be so unreadable like because it doesn't direct translate. Um, But yeah, it's just it's fun. It's expressive. um, But the Japanese, right, like you said, do subcultures so well, like you just dial in on something and it's now your entire personality, your entire aesthetic. And, like, everything you buy has to be in line with it. Yeah. Because there's, like, there's Lolita. But then there's, like, Lolita, like, goth. And right. And there's, like, Lolita baby doll. Yeah. And then, like, you're in, like, pastel. Like, there's very specific niches. So mm-hmm. I did hear something. Oh, it was, like, on a podcast or something. But it was basically saying that because the world is so connected now mm-hmm. that a... 19 year old in like Ohio and a 19 year old in Japan will have more in common than a 19 year old and like their parents. That's wild. And it's it's just just never been done before. Right. Exactly. It's all new territory. And that's why, um, yeah, I feel like culture is melding like all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so you're seeing these influences really seep into, you know, countries over here too. Yeah. When you have such, unfettered access to every single piece of information more so in the past we were like actively seeking out to like find where we fit in or gather the kind of information to build who we are and now it's almost like you have so much information you need to like take a step back Mm -hmm. and examine all of the information that you have and pick and choose it's just a different mindset a different shift like you have to be intentional about what you're consuming blah 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 that like whole concept of making sure that you know you're consuming intentionally and not and then you just fall down this internet rabbit hole and then your mind is mush well then also I mean a lot of people who were talking about like in this category who are like switching aesthetics and stuff it's because they are young like they don't know who they are exploring and you're also allowed to do that like you when you're really at any age you're allowed to do it but like go explore and have fun and try new things and look stupid there's nothing wrong with that it's more so that if you're just exploring or chasing a trend to chase it to fit in Mm -hmm. and it's not like part of your personal style exploration and you're just like doing it not because it fulfills you and doing it to like I said fit in and that's where you can kind of get into sticky territory yeah, personally, I will not be wearing the cargo midi skirt with the calf high socks and the sambas and uh, the fully zipped up not jacket. Me adding a Mercari cargo maxi skirt to my safe searches. <laughs> um, I mean, it makes sense for you, but I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> yeah, no, it does not fit your aesthetic at all. But I'm really into this like heavy duty maxi skirt moment. You wore your denim one. Is I that did this wear week's my outfit? denim one. Yes, it is. So. All right, speaking of, let's hop into it. Yes. For everybody listening, just a reminder, on our Instagram, you will see all the pictures of these outfits that you will definitely want to have a reference for because we're going to be talking all about them, where we got them, what their purpose is, how excited we are to be wearing them because I think that we pretty much like all of our outfits this week. I'm wearing some good stuff that I've been waiting to wear. Ooh, yes. And you are first. So Ooh, let's okay. hear it. Let's jump in. My first outfit was like we said, my denim maxi skirt. I have been like loosely looking for one for a minute. I've had a couple of saved uh, online searches. Nothing has really, really fit the bill. I wanted something dark. And then when I stumbled across this, also the brand is going to make you gag, but Croft and Barrow. (laughs) (laughs) Cole, shout out. Yep, but I really love the double pockets in the front. I like the double button with a little bit of a thicker waistband. Um... I'm waiting for I'm waiting to see if 
it's very stiff. So I'm wondering if someone's had it, had it in their closet and never wore it. So I wanted to kind of like mold. I wish it was a little bit lower waisted because mm-hmm. I, it rides up to be like a high rise and I wanted like a solid mid. Yeah. But we'll see how that goes. Paired it with my not Ed Hardy, um, mesh tiger shirt, a bunch of necklaces, a red lip. And I wore my platform, um, docks with this. I really liked this outfit. Yes. It was very cute. Yes. My next outfit, we went to dinner. I was having a Carrie Bradshaw slash Elaine from Seinfeld moment. Um, this high neck little black dress that I had thrifted a little while ago. Um, I don't have a good LBD. Well, I didn't until I bought this. Mm -hmm. So love it. And no tag, but it was, um, it's, it's a for sure a 90s because the, t- the size tag that was in there was like all faded out. It was somebody on my TikTok was like, I'm pretty sure I wore this exact dress to my homecoming in 1997. Wow. So, I feel that. like our homecoming dresses, like you could not pull those back out. Definitely not. Actually, no. one of my, my first one is a Betsy Johnson dress that I still have. Oh, cute. But it's like white and pink and it's like tea party vibes. But mm. then I'm like, I won't be able to wear it to anything that's bridal. And that's the only thing in my oh. life that would fit in that category. So she's just sitting there. Yeah. I had one really cute homecoming dress that was like a Japanese print. I should try to see if I can find a picture of that. It was really cute. Really cute. Um, just a little black clutch, some strappy black sandals, my little, um, my little round sunglasses. I'm not usually a round sunglasses girl. I'm also not usually a small sunglasses girl, but I've had these forever. Um, and they occasionally serve a really nice purpose. They're definitely the Elaine sunglasses. Most definitely. And then my little Sagittarius necklace. I am realizing that I lost my Catherine necklace, like my nameplate necklace. Can't find it anywhere. So V sad about that. Going to have to order a new one. You and losing necklaces. I lose jewelry frequently. It's not, I just throw it in a bag. I'm like, I'll put this on later. And then I forget where I threw it. It's a whole thing. (laughs) The next outfit wore to a coffee shop to get some work done. It was about a hundred degrees this day. Yes, it was. So this was a perfect day for a little sundress. And when I did my closet clean out, I didn't have that many sundresses to begin with, but there were a handful that I was no longer vibing with. So I'm working on replenishing that category. Something that you can just throw on when it's super hot. You don't want to wear multi-piece outfits. You don't want to do the weird girl thing. (laughs) Certainly not. No. (laughs) Minimal clothing. Yeah. So this is just a little black and blue uh, checkered gingham dress with this woven um, waist belt. It's not like a belt, but waist portion. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I thought we decided halter tops were not for you. We did decide that halter tops are not for me, but I think what counteracts this because I did wear a halter top on vacation in March that I got from Rent the Runway and I really enjoyed that because it had a deep V in the front. Okay. So I think what I can get away with is like a deep V halter versus like a high neck or a scoop neck or something like that. That makes total sense. Because I do really like a classic triangle bikini on me. Um, mm, and that vibe. kind of does the same thing. Yeah. So, yep, wearing just this little sundress, some black woven sandals to tie back into the woven waist part. Um, a little hair bow because you can't see it in this photo, but the back of this has like a giant cute bow on the halter part. And little leather coach tote, which using your dating techniques, I have figured out is fake. Oh, really? That you told me all about the little patch. Yeah, isn't that funny? Why? 
I figured out another one of my bags was fake too. I didn't realize how many like fake coach bags there would be out there. Apparently. And I just, I think I assumed that most of the fake coach ones would be the like logo ones. Yeah. You know, cause that was what was popular back in the day. But like, this is like, looks like a nice bag. The one that I yeah. have looks nice. Like yeah. we're still going to use them. But it it's feels funny. like real leather. Like why would you make a fake real leather coach bag? What, how did you figure it out? Was there like an error in the, the like, yeah, the, um, you were telling me about how like the first letter is the month or something. The second letter number is the year. And then the last one. Um, and I tried to look it up and none of the actual letters and numbers like correlated to what they should have. Oh yeah. Okay. Interesting. Moving on to my next outfit. This was a pool day. I think this was Friday, but don't quote me on that. Um, and it was super hot out and I have been dying to wear my Ed Hardy bikini <laughs> and I haven't had an opportunity to wear it because every pool encounter that we've had, like has been a true, like get in the water pool day or it's been just not, not the vibe or a beach. Like I've been to the beach a handful of times. I'm not wearing my crystal bikini at the beach. No, this is like, I'm sitting on the side looking hot kind of thing. Exactly. So you're going to wear this one in Vegas. Yes, I think I am. Yes. <laughs> so wore this to go tanning, right? Um, laid out. Actually, I didn't tan, quote unquote, because I was under an umbrella, but sometimes just like being a lizard, being in the heat, mm-hmm. like just revives a person. I, it really brings me a lot of dopamine. So, mm-hmm. so wore this with my um, cotton on Bermuda denim shorts, a little, not little, oversized, actually linen white button up, my braided little straw bag, sunglasses, flip-flops like it was a very cash outfit but it was really just an excuse for me to wear this bikini love it and then my last outfit was for our anniversary dinner not me and Anna Grace me and my husband and (laughs) (laughs) I dug this dress out of the closet when I did my closet clean out and I had not worn it since our like welcome party that we had for our wedding weekend and I've already worn it three times this summer. So that is just a great feeling. Like digging something out of the closet that you haven't worn, that you haven't made time to wear, you like it, and then finding reasons to wear it. Also like a special occasion dress worn more than once. Yes. It's always a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, this was from Nordstrom. I don't remember the brand, but I paired it with my gold leaf little dangly earrings, some casual leather brown sandals, and my little coach uh, denim bag. And that was my weekend outfits. Love it. I will hop right into my weekend outfits. I'm a little out of order, but some of Katie and I's events overlap. So my first one is that uh, birthday dinner that we went to for oh, yeah, our yeah. friend. And I... She said boho. I said boho. I just like tried on a bunch of shit and I was like, wasn't really feeling anything. That's until- the worst. Yeah, I, I've been like, like that a lot recently. Mm. I'm not really sure why. So. Okay, no running theories at the moment. I think I ran out of um, self-tanner and I'm being pale in the summer might be doing a number on me, but right. When you're pale in the winter, it makes sense. Yeah. You're like, this doesn't bother me, but pale in the summer. Exactly. Not it's just it. not the vibe, but I pulled out these like jogger. They're like a linen, dark tan jogger that I have really summery. I haven't worn those yet. So I put those out. I did a black tube top that's from J. Crew. Whenever I do a tube top in the summer, it's instantly like a Carrie Bradshaw moment for I me. I love a tube top. I love a tube top so much. So I wore that and then I did black strappy like Sam Edelman heels to kind of tie in the black. These are some of my favorite shoes of yours. Oh, I love them you. every time. I have them in tan too. So 
for the accessories, I was I think I started with a necklace because I wanted some sort of like statement necklace because I did, felt like I wasn't doing a lot with factual clothes. And I ended up on this one that I actually made when I was back in college. If you went to college in the South, um, circa like 2016, you will recognize the style of like long chain, big pendant. So wore that wrapped around the neck one. So it's kind of like a choker. And then I have some, the only bracelets I have, well, I have like my Dior friendship bracelets, which are like my chic bracelets. And then I have so many boho bracelets that I love. Yeah. So this is like the perfect time to break those out. I have a little fringe bag that my friend Bianca got me from Italy. That's super cute. And yeah, she just said boho moment. I was wearing these big acrylic earrings. So this outfit was really relying on the jewelry and the excess of that. And uh, the next day is when we went to the coffee shop to work. This is an item that I have been waiting to wear. It is a 1930s slip dress, like lingerie piece. That was my great grandmother's. So when I was down in South Carolina in like March, my grandmother brought it out to show me and it happened to fit me and she gave it to me. And so it's like this beautiful, like long cream gown. There's a little cutout in the center, which is funny because that feels kind of modern, you know, with the yeah, cutout. Yeah, definitely. And I coincidentally had this like short sleeve silk shirt that I thrifted that matched perfectly because I felt like I wanted a little bit. I don't know. I wanted to make it like a little bit more of a complete outfit rather yeah. than just a dress. No, I like the shirt on top of it. Thank you. And then I wore my knee high black Sam Edelman boots underneath. And then I just had my Telfar bag that I always use for my bag and my little like neutral colored sunglasses. And I absolutely love this outfit. This feels very true to me and like definitely what my Pinterest board has been looking like. Yeah, I'm really liking this cream color on you oh thank you yeah I think it looks really cool with the black yeah I kind of like that hard light dark contrast mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh Thursday I went to trivia with my family and my boyfriend and um this was like around where I grew up so the style there is pretty non-existent <laughs> so anything you do is you're doing the most compared to everyone else right which I love and I forget like I, I think I wanted to be like when you're going to trivia, you're sitting at a bar. Yeah. There's a vibe. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like a little more casual, cool. Yeah. So I'm wearing my boxer jeans that I made and I keep getting comments on TikTok of people asking me if I'm wearing a diaper. No. No. I, I, I keep getting comments. It's like one person on every video, but it's just like that <laughs> comment makes me laugh. And I'm wearing this like little corset top that I got from Verge Girl, which was definitely a TikTok influenced by. Like I saw some girl wearing that and I was like, I love that. Yeah. I do wish this fit better. I am. Like what about it? Does it need to be tighter? Or? I, th so the back has like a elastic stretchy. Okay. Like yep. what's that? Shearing? She, nah. that's like doesn't seem like the right word. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like a panel that all, goes yep. all the way down the back and it, I think it just needs to be taken in a little bit because it doesn't necessarily like fit, like sit on my skin flat, but that's something I can easily solve if I actually sit down and do it. So, right, and that's the question. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring updates on that. And then I am a chilly girl at all times. So Always. if I'm going out at night, I'd like to bring a little layer with me, even on that like boho outfit. Mm -hmm. on our dinner party like I literally had a oh. shirt stuffed in my bag it, it got chilly that night it, like, it was get, warranted yes I feel like it doesn't get like hot hot here through the night until like late summer you agreed like late July August but it's funny because when I lived in South Carolina during college like you got no break from the heat like you'd yeah. be like oh maybe I could wear like 
a pant out and it's like no it was minimal clothing at all times always yeah so this is just like a multi-pattern sheer button-up that i thrifted i have my coach bag which is the one that i discovered is also fake <sighs> but i love her and it again it's a good bag so I'm, you could compliment on that all the time no one would ever know no literally i'm exposing myself here but <laughs> we're bringing you the hardcore truth the truth okay saturday or no, I guess this was Sunday with the long weekend. So that always trips me up. Agreed. But I went to go see Elvis with my mom and movie theaters in the summer. You want mm. to be covered? Yes. Movie theaters are a tough situation to dress for in the summer. Yes. Because these have like the lounger chairs and I don't want my legs touching the chair. No, definitely. It's like an airplane. I can't wear shorts on an airplane. Yeah. So and then. You need a light layer up top. So I, again, changed a trillion times. I landed on this printed midi dress that has these, like, tarot cards all over it. But if you look closely, it's, like, a nice coffee, an Aperol Spritz. Like, I feel like I haven't seen you wear this yet this summer. I've worn it a few times. But oh, maybe just not, I just like, haven't seen it, yeah. Photos of it. But it's, I mean, it's just, like, a long maxi dress that's pretty fitted. And it's from this brand, Cools Club, in Australia. And this was also, I saw some girl wear this on tiktok like last summer and then i stalked it for months until it went on sale and bought it <laughs> so i again what you're saying about like a summer dress i purposely this winter like mm -hmm. tried to accumulate these mm -hmm. so that i would have easy outfits and then on top of it i just have this like breezy white button-up that i got from one of my favorite consignment stores around here i have my converse bringing in the little sporty element yes and i have my lace back sunglasses the hat i did not actually wear but i was like bringing it for the fourth of july so it was oh. just on my head at the moment yeah it's an accessory it completes the outfit but if i was not at a movie theater and i was anywhere outdoors like that would have been the vibe a thousand percent we're sitting if you're sitting on a patio are you eating lunch in this you're wearing the hat yeah exactly and then this my last outfit is later that night i went to a house party of my boyfriend's friend and he was like DJing so we had the setup in the backyard again this is like around where I grew up so uh, imagine big wide yard with just cornfields around it which like is a fourth of July vibe it is a fourth of July vibe so um but I was trying to think like what's that cue again casual because you're going to be doing the most compared to anyone else which is right. fine but I'm not going to like wear leather pants no but this dress is perfect for this I every time you wear this dress I mourn for my dress that I had that was like this that I washed one too many times and mm. just started to disintegrate this well, is a this holy is, grail dress this she is, does everything she does everything and this is a perfect like Marc Jacobs 90s button exactly up, like yes. Kate Moss button situation front, like lace up yes like it's so cute it's like navy blue with like tiny daisies on it it's button up I can make my titties look popping if I unbutton too and make it tight which I did before I put on this sweater because again I came prepared with my little layer when I needed it right. and this is just like a cropped cashmere sweater from j crew it's navy it's really soft i got it pretty recently and then wearing the converse i was just going for like an easy 90s look because it's like approachable but cool yes yes and that is my weekend looks overall i'm happy yeah same and i have self tanner on right now so, so this week should be better. We're about to pop off. <laughs> but speaking of this upcoming week, Katie and I have decided that we are going to take a little summer break. Yes. Katie has some travel coming up. Um, the world's been really heavy lately. Right. And 
breaks are good for your creativity. Absolutely. So we will come back in two weeks, absolutely refreshed, ready to go, full of ideas for you guys. We will be killing the game. We also have so many guest interviews lined yep. up. We've kind of had a lull lately the past few weeks but we already have like five scheduled we're so excited for that too so there's a lot to come a lot more interviews and new stories from new kinds of people mm -hmm. so we hope that you're taking care of yourself that you're relaxing and recharging this summer mm -hmm. and laying by the pool looking hot yes absolutely we hope to inspire you to do that every day <laughs> with, with that, that bye bye Verve is the only source for everything fashion on the internet. If you've been inspired to get dressed up for yourself this week, tag us to be featured on our Instagram at Verve Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Katie Gassman and at Anna Grace Averett. Links are in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Katie Gassman and Anna Grace Averett. Edited by Katie Gassman. Creative direction by Anna Grace Averett. This has been a three beverage media production.